Hello again. Welcome back to our podcast. We are going to talk a little bit about trapping today. I'm super excited about it because it's something that's really brand new to me. I have never trapped before. Before last winter, I'd never been out trapping. I didn't know anything about it, but I was very curious and super excited to get started. And the first, our first trap line last winter I believe it was January, January, February, we put out four snares. Well, we scattered out of place. We went driving around on the sew machine for a little bit and um, we found a place where there was, it seemed to me, quite a bit of rabbit action going on. So we set out four snares and it was... Personally, I didn't. I didn't have a whole lot of high hopes for it. A lot of expectation because you know I just didn't know what I was doing, and I didn't think anything was going to come of it. But when I took my kiddos out to check the snares a couple of days later, I think it was. There was one. There was a rabbit that was it had snowed, and so I didn't see it at first. But I didn't see the snare either, and so I got super excited and um the closer I got to it the more I realized yep there was there was a hair under all that snow so that was exciting but now we like we said at our last podcast we've moved and we had to kind of scout out a new trail so why don't you talk about that yeah we had an opportunity to take a a ride and um, again a lot of activity or for a variety of things to include you know more rabbit there's some fox and, and possibly coyote and even coyote. Yep, huh. yep. And most of the ones that we've seen, you know, in that area have been fox, but And that's what I'm hoping for. Yep. My fingers are crossed because I want that fox pelt. I didn't see a lot of sign of Martin, but there should be um should this should be there. So Is Martin primarily found like near water, like rivers Woods. and lakes or it's a wooded area. Oh okay. So they live generally kind of in the trees. Oh, okay. So how big are they? Um, they vary in size. They anywhere from a, you know, a small cat to um, even a little bit larger. Uh, you huh. know, a good one, good one could stretch, you know, three feet. So, I think it's um, important for us to say that we aren't necessarily trying to make a living out of this. This is strictly learning the land that we've now kind of moved into. We've moved out of North Pole and into Fairbanks, um, kind of the the outside of Fairbanks. But again, we're not trying to, you know, make a million dollars here, but it is so we can learn. And I think it's important to note that I am, my mom was Alaska Native. She's Athabascan and she's from Minto, Alaska. And that's where I am from. My dad is from Connecticut. But I do feel like trapping there's a significance there and it just it carries a lot of uh, cultural meaning to me knowing that this is how my ancestors survived this harsh land that they were able to have lives and live successfully and uh, provide for their families and that's why I just when I think about trapping and when we go out there and you're riding on the snow machine and you're outside or even when you shut the snow machine off and you're 
walking around and looking for animal tracks. I mean, there's just so much to it because you're, it's almost like a connection with your ancestors, with my ancestors, knowing that they did the same thing. They are doing the same process that I'm doing. And that is just incredible to me. And I can't wait to utilize the material. And this is not, we're not doing this to gain anything other than knowledge and to maybe even pass it down to my kids and caring, taking care of the animal and showing respect and using the animal as much as possible, not just tossing out, you know, carcasses and whatnot. And it's not some thrill kill, I guess that's what I'm trying to say, that there's deep significance and cultural significance that I feel like it's not, it's not being taught enough and it's not being taught to specifically young women. I want to change that and, and then teach others that this is possible. And it's exciting. It's so thrilling seeing like what we can do and how we can live off of this land, not completely and 100%, but be resourceful. Yeah, all the things that we can do, um, whether it's, uh, again, you know, the meat or the furs mm-hmm. and uh, you know, the crafts that we can do mm-hmm. from that. Because there, there are artists here in Alaska that there's not many, but I have seen them use pretty certain that they, they themselves may not have a trap line, but they know somebody that did. And so they used bones from uh, all kinds of different animals to create artwork and sculptures and jewelry and they utilized all parts of the animal not just the pelt or not just the meat but it and I think that's super important to to tell our listeners that it's uh, we have a deep sense of respect yes for this land definitely I do have my sights set on that getting that fox though that red fox. I think this is the season for it. I think so, so too. In a good area. A lot of fox scene. So. Yep. And we will keep you updated, our listeners. And uh, on our website, we'll also be posting pictures, maybe some video. We've got a GoPro, so maybe taking that GoPro out on the uh, trap line with us so we can post some video too. I think that would be really awesome for people to see. Um, see it in action. <laughs> I think it'll be awesome. So stay tuned and keep coming back and checking. Be sure to subscribe. Thanks. Bye.